Welcome to episode 235 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my guest this week, he's back, Guy Searle. How you doing, Guy? I am triple X. That's what I am. I'm seeing that right in the show notes. That's who I am. I'm triple X. (laughs) And based on our previous conversation, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Thanks for for being here. We're glad you're here. I am glad to be here. And Jeff Gammon is back on the show. We always love having him. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing well. You say you always love having me, but I've I been do. here uh, for the past several minutes. I and know. I'm questioning why you say that. <laughs> because we love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I thought there'd be a quiet week here since this is the recording a couple days before Christmas 2022 here. But uh, there's a pretty good amount of news here this week we're going to chat about. Uh, including Apple actually talking about the AirTag, surprisingly. Um, I think I'll have some a good a good information from uh, from Jeff about the Home Kit, and um, got some good news. And uh, I am actually going to do talk about a uh, give, give a review of Apple Music Sing as well as uh, the Apple TV third generation 2022 version, which I have. So, so we got a lot to talk about this week. So. Why not just jump in and go into the mute to the uh, news? And as I mentioned, the AirTags actually finally d- details what is new in the latest AirTag firmware updates because they never tell us. I mean, we've always been doing that ever since the AirTag has been out, and they never told us. Um, so they have released two firmware updates uh, since uh, November, and um, the company still had yet to give the details, but uh, they got some notes here. It was a support article on Apple's website. Uh, the company now details that uh, the firmware is up to date, and um, and it, it is working with AirTag and precision finding. Uh, and really, what that is is uh, uh, I have a feeling that it's it's got something to do with the stalking thing. Maybe it also uh, has it does resolve an issue with the accelerometer not activating in certain scenarios. Hmm. Um, so. It's good to see that we actually have some details as far as uh, that goes. But as we know, the firmware update is not intuitive. It just happens. What do you think, Guy? Um, I'm kind of confused by the the first part of the update, which was what major finding. And then the second part, which is stalking protection. So it's, it's like, well, if you really go out of your way to be a stalker, we're, <laughs> we're like, Dot to dot right there. Um, now, the whole stocking thing, I, I don't really know what else Apple could do beyond what they were already doing, which is to alert you when there's a you room. have an iPhone that, that there's a um that there's an air tag not far away from you that doesn't seem to be moving anywhere, that's not on your list of approved devices. Right. Um beyond that, people who use any kind of of tracker to stalk people you are scum and uh you That's deserve right. to be in the lowest pits of hell all right well glad you tell us Except how you feel me, of course yeah yeah how about how about you jeff what do you think well Good first apparently i need to swing by guy's place and pick up an air tag that i accidentally <laughs> forgot oops <laughs> sorry um okay so this the precision finding um I yeah I I thought part of that was so that uh, you, you were getting even better location information right. when you're at an air tag that you're trying to find, you know, like uh, like when you're using Find My just to figure out where where the air tag is, right. um, and uh, and and then as far as the uh, the uh, improvements to help uh, protect from stalking, okay, Apple has already gone above and beyond compared to all the other companies and they're, and they're doing even more now. And um, uh, Apple is setting a very high bar for uh, personal protection and privacy with, uh, with uh, tracking devices. I'm still amazed. We are this far into the life of the air tag and tile is still able to skate by without yeah. having done anything to uh, to really protect people from stalkers, and uh, and they're still really not being called out 
except for when I get on my soapbox and rant about this every time there's an yeah. air tag discussion. Well, the biggest thing is tile doesn't have any money and Apple does. You know, um, I, yeah, money. Um, Apple has more visibility. Um, but, you know, you'll get people that'll say, oh, yeah, but tile, there's just no... Uh, massive tracking network like you have with uh, with and what good are air tags, and yeah, yeah. Then what good are they? But also, no, they actually do have a really good tracking system. Um, anytime someone buys a um, an Echo device, that extends out the tracking system for Tile because yep. because of the sidewalk platform. And uh, anyhow, so. Yeah, there are lots of devices out there that Tile has partnerships with for uh, aiding with tracking. And um, anyhow, good on Apple and uh, come on, Tile, step up your game. Yes, step up. Uh, the, the the next arrow we have here is uh, this was as a, a story a guy brought in. Uh, Epic agrees to pay over half a billion U.S. dollars in deceptive in-game practices, including making dispute of charges difficult and cyberbullying easy. This was uh, an article. This was actually in the CNET, uh, CNN. Excuse me. Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us so what your thoughts are on this with Fortnite and uh, Epic Games. They're paying this, this settlement. Me? Yeah, this was your story. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I could have been Jeff. Um the the part that i think kind of of makes me angry is all of the hand wringing and hyperbole from epic games and and tim mcsweeney for that matter about how you know apple is holding back developers and epic is is the developer's friend and you know they're they're doing what they can so that apple doesn't collect all these unnecessary fees and blah 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 and as it turns out it's all just a pile of crap they basically and and it's not like this is a huge surprise they just wanted a, a bigger cut of the pie for themselves while still being able to maintain a presence on the biggest mobile platform that makes you the most money, which is iOS. Right. And it's, it's, it's wrong and they should be ashamed of themselves. And I wish it was more than a half a billion dollars because the, some of the things that they've accused Apple of, they're actually doing, they're actively doing in this story. Um, you know, Apple, if you contact Apple and you accidentally purchase an app, it's relatively easy to say, Hey, I would like my money back from this app and Apple for the most part, doesn't make it that difficult to get that mm. money back. Yeah, did it for me. Yeah. And, and Epic in the meantime is, is I just, we just want to hold on to all the money and you know, they're a super greedy corporation and I, um, I'm just not really happy with them and Tim McSweeney, Tim, Mc, Tim McSweeney should get coal in his stocking this year for Christmas. <laughs> Any thoughts on this, Jeff? Um, I, I, I think coal right now is going up in value. So maybe yeah, pick something else bad to put in his stocking. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, guys nailing it. it yeah. Come on. E e Epic is acting in a very sleazy way. Yeah. And it's not like they're going to open up their store to third parties. And uh, not charge them for the privilege. Oh, and by the way, they, the they do the thirty percent cut too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, don't allow outside stores. Yeah. So Epic having to pay uh, half a billion dollars. Okay, good. Um, they they should be penalized for being. Um, um, I just stopped myself because I almost uh, uh, changed it from uh, from a family show. Uh, <laughs> but let's just say uh, yeah. karma is a bitch. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on here. Next story here. The um, 
Apple TV app is rumored to be now launching on Android. Apple plans to make a TV app available to, to, on Android smartphones. Uh, of course, this is a rumor. Uh, the leaker is claiming that Apple is testing it internally and plans to release it soon, but they didn't give any specific time frame. Um, as we keep seeing, uh, you know, an Apple TV and Apple TV Plus, they, you know, they just got the MLS uh, season pass next year, and uh, they're starting to work with the Android, T- Android TV and all this other stuff. So I guess bring more, bring it on. We need, need more, need more eyeballs. Uh, yeah. and Work, it works with Roku. It works with most of the yeah, smart the TV platforms. platforms. So. And, when, and when you get right down to it, it's a service that makes Apple money and they yeah. don't really care whether that money is going to come from iOS, iPad OS, the Mac, Windows, or Android. All the big platforms. They don't care. It doesn't matter. It's making them money. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um, what do you think, Jeff? Uh, well, first, of course, Apple's testing an Android version of the Apple TV <laughs> app in their labs. And they've been doing it ever since they started working on the software for every other platform. Um it doesn't mean it will be released, but it's in this case, yeah, it's going to be released because, uh, um, yeah, Apple wants to be on all the platforms so that their streaming service is something that everyone is buying into. Yep. Yep. So uh, that's got, let's say, get more people to be able to, to be able to, uh, to keep the service even more popular. Um Speaking of unpopular is the, the demise no. of Dark Sky. Just, we've been talking about this for the last couple of months. Well, it's here. Um, Apple is pushing Dark Sky users to, to their revamped weather app as the shutdown looms on January 1st of 2023. It had a little warning at the top there saying, yeah, this is going to, no, data will no longer be here. And uh, here's all the features. And Apple sent here's it. They even published a support document highlighting all the Dark Sky features that are now in the weather app. But I know... Um, Jeff, you have thoughts because it's not a dark sky. <laughs> no, it's not. The the weather app, I'm glad that it is getting more features. However, it is not dark sky. Yeah. And so. uh, and what Apple should have done is just made a new icon for dark sky and changed the app name to Apple Weather and called it good. Yeah, I think no. that would have been a, a better option. So as it stands, I have no idea what weather app I'm want, going to be using yeah. come January 1st. I just know it isn't dark sky and it won't be weather. Well, stay uh, tuned. We'll, 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 we'll break that new story when, when, when it happens next year. And yeah, I, I have uh, uh, several weather apps on my, on my iPhone right now. And, uh, and I keep, looking at all of them in succession, trying to find the one that, that does what I need. I need an app that that's dark sky. Yes. Um, uh, guy, did you ever use a dark sky? Uh, never did. I'm kind of a fan of Ryan Hall y'all. So, um, go on over. If you don't know who that is, uh, he's carrot. He's, he's not a meteorologist, but he plays one on YouTube. I see. And has a huge following. And, uh, my wife actually, right this moment, is watching him live talking about the the, the storm that's that's going across. But I mean, if we're going to talk about apps, um, Apple's weather app for iOS is fine for me. It gives me all the information that I need uh, in whatever location I happen to be in. If I'm if I'm traveling down the 95 quarter, I know I can bring it up, and it's going to tell me that in in you know uh, bum f south carolina uh it's now currently 24 degrees or whatever so uh convenience and it's it's not that dissimilar to the the cars the the ways versus um apple maps debate where apple maps doesn't have all the features but it's got all the features that you need whereas ways get so far down into the weeds that um, yeah. it can be difficult to find what it is you're looking for. Right. All right. Uh, uh, next story here. AirPods recovered after uh, a uh, uh, recovered after a find my track down the thieving hotel employee. 
a hotel guest uh, used the Find My app to help police track down her iP- her AirPods after items were stolen from her room by an employee. Uh, this was during the Formula One Grand Prix weekend back in June, um, and uh, she discovered that her Louis Vuitton purse had uh, and some cash had disappeared from her room. And then, uh, then they found that her AirPods were gone. But then they were able to find the find my, and uh, it actually found their, her AirPods. And the police arrested the person who took them. And uh, that just tells you don't steal Apple products, right, Jeff? And, and it's not like this is this is the first time that this has happened. I mean, this has happened multiple times. And right. idiot thieves. I mean, if they were smart thieves, they wouldn't be stealing stuff, I guess, but uh, idiot thieves go ahead and, and steal stuff that, that have a, a great big hand raised into the air saying, here I am. And it, they get caught all the time. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm just, it makes me more thankful that we have find my, and our devices can be easily found. Mm-hmm. Um, stealing is bad. Okay. We, we've established that baseline. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, when you are in a position of trust and you are stealing, then there's a special level of hell for you. And right next to Tim McSweeney. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with with Tim McSweeney. So some someone like this who's going in and cleaning rooms in, in a hotel. That is a position of trust. You are trusting Absolutely. the person that comes in to, to clean the the space and to respect your property. Yeah. And uh, so, if you're going in and stealing from uh, from hotel guests, shame on you. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to go to jail. Naughty, naughty person. Just the, the and the, the rule right. here is and, uh, make sure you have Find My enabled. I've heard plenty of people send me. Did you have to find my app? I talked to somebody I was helping. I lost her iPhone was stolen. Uh, did you have to find my turn on? No. Well, I guess your phone's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Why do people not have this turned on? Yeah, I don't understand. Paranoia. I a lot of times. I just sorry you lost your phone because <laughs> it's on by default is the thing. Right. So you have yeah. to physically go into the phone or whatever device it is yeah, and turn it off in each time. And if you're that paranoid that you're being tracked, you probably shouldn't have a phone because they can track you with that yeah. as well through yeah. cell towers and all the rest of that. Yeah, so something. you're not really helping yourself. Something, something right. got goofed. Uh, next story, uh, Matter enabled Amazon Echo devices to work with iOS soon as phase one rollout is now complete. Uh, with the official launch of the new Matter standard for smart home accessories in November, Amazon has announced that it's planning on adding Matter to support to all their Echo devices, uh, to, uh, to its Echo devices, not all of them. Uh, and they confirmed on Monday that the phase one rollout is complete, while phase two is going to be expected next year to support I, uh, to support for iOS. Uh, they, they, you know, again, they're talking about here the phasing in of all this stuff and, and being able to use it with the home kit. And you know, it's kind of good to see. There's so many Amazon devices out there, but you know, I, I seem to remember the, the discussion that Amazon's lost ten billion dollars on the Amazon or the the Echo um, uh, world. Uh, but uh, it's good to see that they're supporting iOS. Uh, which guys well, think? I mean, you you create a bunch of really super cheap devices that people don't really know how to use with a a way to make them do stuff that people don't really understand. And they, and it's like with, it's like with Android tablets, they ended up being regulated to a, a drawer in the TV room and never seen again because people can't figure out what the hell they're going to use them for. Whereas with home kit devices, because they cost a little more and the, the methodology of, of making them do whatever the hell it is that they're supposed to do just seems to be a little more straightforward. And it also doesn't help Amazon that they keep going, okay, well, here's the echo dot. Oh, sorry. No, 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 not that echo dot. We're, we're not selling that after two weeks. Here's the new echo dot. And then here's the new echo, this (laughs) and the new echo. It's like, you know, come out with something, have it on the market for six months to a year, at least. And if it doesn't sell, 
then do something else, but don't just keep updating products that aren't selling in the first place and expect to make money. Yeah. Well, there it goes. If for those of you who don't know what matter is, matter is the new standard. Now it's being supported by companies such as Apple, Amazon, and Google to make smart home devices interoperable across multiple platforms, which is, which is a good thing. Um, you have, you have some, you have some Amazon devices. You think this is something good to have having this support? Um, yeah, and uh, and as much as I would love to jump on everything that you were saying, Guy, and offer my perspectives on it also, I will save it for when Dave says, Let, let's have the the uh, voice assistant device slam show and, uh, and then buckle <laughs> like, on. That's a, that's a good topic. We might, we might do uh, that. <laughs> um, well, count me in. All mm-hmm. right, so, so instead, I will do my best to focus on just matter. Um, okay, so Amazon announcing that they are phasing in matter support. Good. And um, and all of the other players in that game, they're phasing in support as well. Um, if, if you want to say, oh, yeah, but Amazon, they're falling behind on it. No, no. Um, yes, Apple has rolled out um, uh, matter support. Google and Samsung have both rolled out matter support but there's more to come for all of these companies and uh, and then keep in mind that there are no devices being sold today that are matter native meaning you can't go into a store and pick up a, a package for like a, a smart light or something and it says matter uh, uh, compatible on it but you can probably update those devices for matter support Maybe. where we are right now in the, in the uh, matter uh, adoption game is at the very, very beginning. And, um, and I remember we talked about this some on Mac voices live a while ago. And I said, I have concerns because I'm issue- I'm concerned about compatibility and interoperability. And uh, someone was like, no, 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 here's how matter works. And so this is what it means. And I was like, okay, Cool. Thank you. I need that clarification. And it turns out, I in this case, I hate to admit I was right. It is <laughs> a dumpster fire. Yes. And uh, and there are people that have done the the uh, matter transition for devices that they have. Um, you know, like like uh, Eve devices are a great example. HomeKit only mm-hmm. until you do a matter update on them, and then everything can use them. Except all of a sudden you have uh, Mac users or HomeKit users saying, hey, this feature that I was using before I updated to Matter is gone. It doesn't work. Or you, um, So we're seeing problems like that. We're seeing issues where if you want to have, uh, have a device actually join or get updated to Matter and then join your Matter network, uh, in some cases, well, you kind of have to use a, an Android device. And then once you got it set up, now you can use it with everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in other cases, it's like, well, you can do it, but you got to use just the manufacturer's app to get everything set up. Oh, by the way, all of you people that are that are in the in the Google Home or or uh, uh, a lady ecosystem, you're going to have to have someone with an iPhone come over because the app for, is currently available only on iOS. So. It's. I, I'm not concerned about Amazon being behind right now because there, there's no, there's um, no lead. Yeah, there's no lead right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I am excited that ultimately we will have uh, have better interoperability. There has yeah. to be. Yeah. And, long, uh, long time yeah. coming. Yeah, long time coming. Um, last story here, and uh, it was announced earlier this week that there well, was rumor that Apple it was out of the running for the NFL Sunday ticket. We've been talking about that for the last few months. Well, today was announced as we record that uh, Google, YouTube, and YouTube TV is officially going to be showing all the NFL games next year with a big major deal with the with the National Football League. They did confirm that it's going to be on the YouTube primetime channels and YouTube TV starting in 2023. Uh, so it's moving the rights away from DirecTV, which uh, had them since 1994. So it's uh, quite a move here. So um, I think it was, I think it was a good move, in my opinion, on this on on, the, on NFL's part because I think YouTube is a much better audience. I mean, you you have the platform that they have YouTube TV for for cable subscribers. 
uh, or, or I should say streaming subscribers that have all the many of the channels. So I think this is a this is, was a good thing. And uh, the commissioner Roger Goodell said that this was going to be a good thing. From behind. it's going to be a completely new way of the, the fans across the United States will be able to follow the NFL. And I because I, I also heard rumors that Apple was considering okay, yeah, we're going to do it, but it's going to be included in the Apple TV Plus package. I'm like, what? Other than that, we're going to charge five, six bucks or seven bucks a month for NFL. That that, that NFL wasn't going to go for that, so I have a feeling that's what, what why Apple backed out. Guy, you and me both being the the football fans we are. What do you think on this? I think this is, this is a good deal. I don't know if it's such a great deal. Um, no? Part of the problem with the Direct TV impl- impl- implementation. Thank you was that if you weren't on DirecTV, you right. couldn't get all the games. And it was the same thing. You know, I, I had that the NFL Plus app because it was like, oh, great, I'll be able to watch Dolphins games oh. finally. It's like, no, I can listen to them yeah. like a caveman, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't watch them. Well, now you will if you had this package. On, well, if the game was on a major network, and we're talking to Miami Dolphins, so right. it was never on a major network or hardly ever on a major network. Right. Then I could never see my team. And the only the only games that I could watch, and it was mostly through Hulu, was whatever games were playing locally. Right. And it's like, what I don't understand about the NFL, they make a crap ton of money from advertising. It's like... The, the number one, probably neck and neck with um, European football for being the, the most watched sport in the entire world. It's certainly way, way up there. And if people want to watch their team, you live in, in Duluth and you want to watch the New York Giants, but you can't because the only games you get are the Green Bay Packers. Right. Who cares? All of these streaming services should be allowed to show these games with focused advertising toward the people that are watching the games. And you don't charge that much for it because right now you 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 know this is going to cost hundreds of dollars, right? Uh, especially if you're not subscribed to YouTube TV, how are you going to watch these games? Well, it's, if it you says if you don't we'll find out details package. Well, final details. It may you may have the possibility of it just being on the prime time channels. I suppose uh, you could watch it that way. But yeah, you're right. You probably have to. It, I have this feeling. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need to be a YouTube TV subscriber to be able to get access to it. So we, there's no details as of yet as how how YouTube is going to handle it. Um, you know, but but I think I mean I, I think it was the good choice as far as the platform goes because yeah, Directv it needed to go away. And you're right because of the fact that w- with Directv the only way you could get the Sunday ticket was the is as being a subscriber to their satellite service, which was crazy. Yeah, for all those years. But there was a discussion between uh, Tim Robertson and David Cohen over in TechFan long, long time ago. And I, we actually had it on one of our commercials on my Mac where David Cohen was basically saying, look, the NFL is going to go to a subscriber based system to where it, it you won't be able to watch the games for free on network TV anymore. And Tim was basically telling me he was full of crap. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm seeing all There's these still contracts with on. the network still contracts run out, Dave. Anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to get into a deep debate about it, about this, but I just think okay. it, was, it was a good, uh, it was a good thing. I, I don't know if you have anything to add here, Jeff. I know you don't. I actually do. Okay, good. Listening to this discussion reaffirms to me why, even if I suddenly decided that I wanted to get into spectator sports, sports why, what, yeah, why it would never, ever, ever be American football. Um, I've always felt that American football is uh, is like watching a uh, uh, micromanaged board meeting. And why would I want to watch that? Um, but then putting in everything that you just discussed about how complicated and difficult it is yeah. to find the game that you are interested in watching. That's ridiculous. Why? Why would I? ever think about trying to get into something where the where the yeah. uh 
the barrier to entry is this essentially a great wall of China that I now have to scale or figure my way around and I don't need to do that. Yeah. Holy crap, right. is super ridiculous. expensive. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on. I don't want to get too much of that debate, but I, it'd be interesting to see where things go. Uh, I'll, I'll just add that the NFL and the networks always had those, those rules. You, you always knew the rules when you went and watched the game on Sunday, whether it was on CBS, NBC, or ABC, or wherever it was. Uh, that, you know, the home, you remember the, the times where the home teams had to be a sellout or, or their, right. the local game wouldn't be, you know, all those stupid rules. So, and they're having trouble do, doing sellouts now. Right. A lot of times. Anyway, okay. we'll, sorry. And here's, no, we're not done yet. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Holy crap. They are raking in money faster than than right. it could be printed. They are are essentially uh, just just reaching into all of their fans' pockets and taking every dollar out that they can. Monopoly too. And my tax dollars are paying for a stadium that they don't have to pay for, so that they can do this. Oh hell no! Yeah. I am yeah. so not not into that. Yeah, that new stadium in L.A. over six b- 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 billion dollars for that yep. stadium. Yep. Okay, let's go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna go on go on to the topics this week. Uh, beta the iOS 16.3 and iPad OS 16.3 beta one is continuing for this week. Uh, there wasn't really much notable uh, as we talked about last week when it was released. Um, the new features. They're hoping that the Apple Musical Music Classical comes out, and who knows if that's being synced with 16.3. But of course, the physical security keys for the Apple ID—that was the one big thing that was added. Uh, we talked about that. So, uh, but not much else to talk about that with beta. Unless you guys had anything to add before I move on here. Um, no. The uh, I know uh, what I wanted to also talk about is Apple Music Sing. Um, I had an opportunity to, and I did it privately because I didn't want people to s- see me <laughs> sing. But oh, come on! But um, why didn't you live stream? I should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My bad singing. No, my singing is not that bad. But um, so it, it is a really good experience. I'm very impressed with it. Um, it's um, it's a karaoke type experience. And I'm assuming you guys haven't tried it yet, so I'm going to go under that assumption. So. Um, the biggest thing that is really cool is the fact that you can do you can adjust the vocals and it will, all it does on the iPhone. It, and when you start playing the song and you know, go into Apple Music, you pick one of the songs and they have, they have of course playlists galore. Uh, you go and pick the so- song, and as soon as it start starts the song starts up, you, your lyrics are already there, just like a karaoke machine. And then there's a, there's a little button down there. It's a microphone that allows you to adjust the vocals, so you can you can reduce that mic all the way down. To, so you don't hear the vocals at all or very faint and, and it's real-time lyrics and you can sing um it, uh they also have the background of uh, vocals where uh, their lines are uh, sung simultaneously uh can animate and independent independently from the main vocals makes it easier to follow they even have a duet view which i didn't try <laughs> uh that uh, mul- multiple vocalists show on opposite sides of a screen to make duets so they're they're really they're, they're like kind of tapping into this uh this this karaoke world here that maybe maybe more people are going to be doing karaoke from home than ever before because this is so easy you don't have to have the big giant thing with the microphones and you know all that stuff like like people would buy uh it it's right in your in your iOS device or or, or your Apple TV for that matter um, the, the other thing I was going to mention too, is the Apple TV. There was, I was a little, uh, perturbed the fact that, uh, you can't, um, this, the, uh, the microphone vocal redu- reduction is limited to the, the third gen 2022 Apple TV fourth 4k, which it is, it is limited to just being able to adjust the vocals. I mean, any of the other older, uh, Apple TVs, which is, you know, kind of disturbing the fact older, you know, the, the 4k last year was 2021. Um, so, I mean, that's not old in my, in my opinion, but, um, but any of those older ones, it will still have the same experience of of the lyrics still scrolling up on this big screen for you, but you just won't be able to reduce the vocals, uh, like, like you would normally with the karaoke. But the the way, the way you can work around that is, and I tried it is you could just airplay your, your, your iPhone to your Apple TV and voila, you can just do it from your Apple TV and people can, you know, do it. You can hand me your iPhone and do it that way if you wanted to. Um, so, uh, it, it was, a it was, it was a kind of a fun experience. Uh, I, I see this becoming, 
becoming relatively popular, uh, and uh, it uh, it really does uh, it really does a, a good job with it. And um, I, I highly recommend checking it out just to see if it's something you'd like to do. So I, I was thinking back. I remember doing karaoke when I was. Um, in Ireland, many many years Drunk? ago, oh, I, no, was, I was I was I was in a, in, I was in a pub in in, in Roscommon, Ireland, with uh, with with my wife and and and, and family, and um, yeah, I was I was up there. I had a few Guinness, so mm-hmm. and the song I picked was um, Bobby Darren and um, Mac the Knife. <laughs> so oh, fun. So yeah, I had it. On, I had it on video. It was, it was back. <laughs> Many years ago, when you know you didn't have the iPhone, didn't exist yet, so it was it was a bad video, and I don't know where it is now, but I hope it's buried somewhere. Oh, you say, uh, you don't I know hope it's on it YouTube. Now. No, it's not on YouTube. Um, so, speaking of YouTube, Meg wants to know, uh, wants to hear you sing. Uh, that <laughs> I didn't look at YouTube yet. Uh, that's my sister in law. Uh, yeah, yes, it is going to be good for Christmas parties, Meg. Meg, uh, thanks yeah. for like, we're gonna um, probably do that at our during our Christmas time here, so. Um, and it will be filmed, Meg. Yeah. So you will you will be expected yeah, to participate. She, she she may have to film it. So I'm not filming. <laughs> so, um, I am looking forward to these videos. Yeah, this is gonna be scary. Um, so it, it it it's a good experience. I I I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if there's anything you guys would be interested in, but uh, who knows? You you'd go go hang out with family and friends. This I mean, this is a perfect opportunity during um, during the holidays. You can take advantage. I of expect a, I'll be uh, doing this um, over the next few days. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the only reason I haven't played with it yet is because this just feels like uh, a group thing to me. And yeah. I want and I want to try it to sort of home and, alone, yeah. singing along with it. No, no. Just I mean, which is funny. Why should I feel weird and awkward <laughs> about that? Because I'm home alone. <laughs> My cat's not going to tell anyone. Yeah. Until she climbs yeah. on you. Guys yeah, daily I, karaoke. Yeah. It's going to be great. While going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Every day. Yeah. Guy sings nine to five. <laughs> what a way to make these. Yeah. So uh, it's it's going to be super cool. And I, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's something you like to do. So um, the... Um, uh, the other thing I want to talk about a little bit is is the is the Apple TV. I have the third gen twenty two inch model. Been uh, playing around with and checking out. Um, it is uh, it is a bit faster. I noticed um, it is it is lighter weight too. I know I've compared it to the a couple of the other models um, that, and I was I was surprised how light much lighter weight it is. Um, and the uh, I don't know if I have the one here, but. Um, they did change it, so now you know we used to have the logo on the on the on the Apple TV where it'd say the Apple logo and then TV. Well, now it just has the Apple logo on it. They don't even have that anymore. So um, mm. they they kind of changed it, which was kind of strange. But um, but there are two models of the 2023 2022 model, the 4K third gen, and what the the 64 gig does not have an Ethernet connection. So they cut the price down a little bit. Uh, it was uh, down to uh, I believe one twenty nine. So pricing is is becoming you know much more um, reasonable, I think. Um, and then um, the the one with the Ethernet is one hundred twenty eight gigabytes, and does have um, and does have the uh, uh, that that as well as Wi Fi. So I mean that's gigabit Ethernet in, in the Apple TV. So for those who want to have a real true connection and have some fast you know, connection without having to do it over Wi-Fi. Um, uh, you definitely need to, um, uh, you definitely need to say, uh, check that out. So, uh, the Wi-Fi is at the, is the, it's the latest version, a a 802.11 AX and the Bluetooth technology is at five, the 5.0 wireless technology. So it's, 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 it's all up to date and current. Um, but I found it interesting because I was doing some swap arounds with some of the models I had and, um, you know, for other, other locations. And, uh, I, I put an article here in the show notes, actually, this is a support article from Apple about how to, how to identify your Apple TV. Cause it's sometimes can be a bit of a challenge there to find out what the heck's what. So they have all the 4k miles all the way down to 2017 model, which is still perfectly good one. If you have that still, other than the, the, the crappy remote, um, yeah. but, uh, uh, and then the HD, which I think you have that right, uh, Jeff, the HD model. 
Yep, I'm still rocking an HD. It works great. I, I mean, I've, I've got I've, an HD upstairs, and I've got the first gen 4K downstairs. Yeah, uh, until my uh, television dies, I can't justify getting a 4K Apple TV. Um, well, I suppose if my Apple TV died, then I would I would just get a new one with with an Ethernet port on it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I had it was it was it was fun to uh, to, to go through that and just check the devices and you do you do need notice the speed difference. I do. I mean it it it, it it's a much faster processor on the new model. Um, quite a jump between the HD version than and the um, the 4K either either 4K models. So, um, but I think Apple's really doing a great job with this, and I'm. I'm and it's going to be interesting to see where, where where this device goes. And the pricing was pretty reasonable for Christmas time. Um, you know, they were selling these 4K. I think they were selling as low as eighty dollars the uh, the 4K second gen. Um, wow, which was, which was like really like the lowest price I've ever seen on those. Um, so, uh, but yeah, check out that information in the, in the show notes. We've got the article there, and um, and uh, definitely uh, is going to be something interesting. I did have a uh, one snippet article here I wanted to talk about really quick is um, how to pair the new Apple TV remote. Um, yeah, especially those who you you buy the uh, the new remote, which is actually is, is is a great remote here, and um, I have it here on camera here. Of course, we got a few of these now. Um, the um, <laughs> <laughs> so this remote is so much better than that crappy black remote with the the touchpad. Um, but there, there is ways to actually get it to, to, to sync because when you have, it does get paired to the original Apple TV that you had, or if you buy a new one, then you have to go through the pairing and just go through the settings. Um, and the article here talks about how to, how to pair it, where you, how to do it. You hold any button down, it'll have that message up on the screen telling you to bring yeah. it closer to do it to pair. And it made it super easy uh, to do it. So check out our, that article too. Um, so and don't forget using your phone as well. Yeah, your phone. I do it. I use it all the time. Yep. Because I've uh, I've I've gotten rid of the, the the cable box I had through Comcast, and now I'm using uh, the the Xfinity Stream, um, and I'm happy not to have to pay them nine bucks a month for a freaking box. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it works. It's 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 re- it's uh, pretty reasonable. So, uh, and uh, uh, it's definitely something that, that that's worth it. So. Uh, uh, and um, let's go ahead and move on here to DaVinci Resolve. <clears throat> DaVinci Resolve, the video editor, is a, it's a super powerful application, and it's a great Final, Final Cut alternative. And they just, as we record this today, they just released the version for it on the iPad today. Uh, the DaVinci Resolve for iPad is available in the App Store. I know, Guy, you've been a big users of, user of DaVinci um, Resolve yes. on the Mac, and I wanted to kind of, and we talked about this last week because they had just announced that it was in beta, and, and then I said, breaking news today, that it, it was released this morning, so <laughs> lucky us to, I haven't had a chance to spend much time on it, I know you haven't yet as well, but uh, do you think do you think this is going to be a good experience on the iPad, Guy, that uh, uh, once uh, is you it, get is to try it? Is it also free? It is free. Yes, you can get the, stu- the studio. The, the studio version is is ninety five dollars, and the and the free version is just like what you're working with now on the Mac. Free. Wow. Yep. The the free version of of and and this is from um, Black Magic, right. is the name of the company that that puts it out. And the main reason why they put it out for free is they want you to buy their hardware. But if you don't want to buy their hardware, it's still even the the free version. And there are things that it that the free version doesn't do as compared to the paid version. But for ninety percent of the people out there that that want to do video editing, DaVinci Resolve gives you yeah. besides just being a video editor, uh, it's an audio editor, it's uh, color management. You can do motion graphics with it. I mean, it's the the. The, the scale of what this application can do mm-hmm. as compared to other professional, very pricey applications is astounding. And, and it's a great program. And uh, I haven't used it in a while uh, ah. because I've been, I've been using a different program called CapCut, right. not because I'm not happy with DaVinci Resolve, but for the kinds of stuff that I do with Guy's Daily Drive and the My Mac, uh, My Mac podcast, I don't need all the bells and whistles 
that da Vinci gives you. But if you're serious about video editing, take the time to learn da Vinci resolve. And the best part about it is some of the things that you will teach yourself in da Vinci resolve will likely be able to be transferred to final cut pro uh, Adobe premiere, you know, some of the, some of the other very popular uh, professionally popular uh, video editors that are out there. And the fact that it's for free (laughs) is just icing on the cake. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to try it on the iPad. Yep. It's um, compat before, before I get to Jeff, the, the compatibility with this app is it does need an A12 Bionic chip or later. So that, that covers the, the, the iPad Air like third gen. Years. Yeah. It's going back four years. Yeah. So the, the, the eighth gen iPad and the app, the iPad Air third gen, it will work with that. They I don't know what the experience wow. is going to be since it is a little slower, but, um, but, but at first they were talking about it maybe only be on the M1 and M2 processors on the iPad Pros, but uh, no, it's it looks like I installed it on on my 2018 iPad Pro and uh, it's it works fine. So, but uh, Jeff, you you're of course you you love LumaFusion. I know that's your mm-hmm. your your, go, your go-to video editing. Is this something you might want to explore? See what how DaVinci would be for any of your workflows? Oh yeah, uh, I. I haven't had time to download uh, Resolve yet, and I'm well, just came out today. So, <laughs> yeah, that, true. But um, yep, uh, apps like this are the kind of things that I like to jump on right away and play with. I'm intentionally not uh, uh, installing Resolve yet because yeah. I have so many other things that I need to focus on right now, right, right, right. and I know that if I install Resolve, that's it. Everything else is uh, backburner, is backburner, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll install it soon and and play around with it. And I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm amazed at how many people I have uh, chatted with that have been looking forward to this coming out. Yeah, that are saying that they prefer using Resolve now over using Final Cut Pro. Mm. I got to try it more because I've been using Final Cut Pro. So. Yeah, well, the cool thing about DaVinci Resolve versus Final Cut Pro, with Final Cut Pro, you have standalone applications. You have the color applications, you have the motion application, and then you have the video editor itself. It's all built in to DaVinci Resolve. It's just a matter of you don't have to start another program. It's just a different tab and a different workflow. That's great. So check it out. We got I've got links in the show notes um, for... Um, DaVinci Resolve, where you can download it right to your iPad, and um, it's definitely definitely worth a wild uh, app. It's free, and we always like free, especially um, when it's really good apps. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now we have to talk about something not so good. <laughs> Apple well, pulled well. Apple pulled the new Home app architecture in iOS sixteen point two as as users complained about HomeKit issues. Uh, that, that was a new feature that was at, added there, and, and when they went to go upgrade, and it uh, it broke. <laughs> did you upgrade, uh, Jeff? Or did you hold off? No, I upgraded, and uh, and the upgrade process was janky as as it was janky. <laughs> Careful, <laughs> yeah, it was janky, and um, uh, that should have been my first red flag. Yet I persisted, and uh, and did get it to install. And once it was installed, I saw no improvements anywhere. No. My uh, my my HomeKit issues that I had before installing the update are all still there. Um, I don't know what in the architecture it's really supposed to be fixing and improving, but whatever it is, it's not happening in my place. Lovely. And now oh. they've pulled it, and I'm like... Great. So, well, am I sitting I, on a on a time bomb now? And uh, it, it, is it a situation now where at any moment I could try and do something through HomeKit, and I have a cascading failure, and uh, and my my entire smart home setup is hosed? Well, Apple Who did knows? recognize that it was a problem, and they did publish a support article that I put in the show notes here. That designed to help those who are having issues with the home kit that outline what they can do when the, when they can't access a home or accept an invitation in the home app. Um, they're saying that Apple was saying that on the iPhone or the iPad 
um, running 16.2. You should remove the home option on any listed homes that doesn't have accessories. If they invited a user and had home with accessories, um, Apple support must be instead contacted for help. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my translation on this is basically if, uh, if something goes wrong now that you're running 16.2 and you've yeah. done the update, that you just have to nuke and pave and start over. Yeah. And that, that's, that's not and, good. And I have done that in the past uh, because, because of issues with HomeKit and uh, – Holy crap! If I if I had to do that again, I I would seriously question whether or not I wanted to do it on HomeKit, or figure out yeah. workarounds to make all this stuff work um, on the A Lady platform instead. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, right now, as as uh, we said, that uh, Apple has um um uh, has reserved as far as it's not going to install, so they have blocked it from uh, upgrading at this time. So. Go figure. Another 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 notch of HomeKit's woes. <laughs> um, so we let's have a, so many notches here. Yes, we do. That the tree we're we're chipping these into is ready to just fall over. Yes, that absolutely. Um, another thing I want to talk about here is the Apple Watch. Um, hitting all the hitting all of them today. Uh, the Apple Watch. Uh, uh, has found its GPS independence from the iPhone at last. And uh, 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 Apple Watch has had its own GPS since the Series 2 arrived six years ago, but uh, the watch had also relied on the iPhone's GPS whenever possible. Uh, that has changed with the latest models. Um, so it's that saying was this because of battery issues, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Series 8 and the SE2 uh, does include that on the Watch Ultra, of course. Uh, does include that, and now that it's its, its own independent GPS, uh, which I thought was uh, good to hear. Um, I still, I'm still sporting the seven Series Seven, so I don't have that option. But um, uh, but they did explain, like like it says here, that, that it was it was Apple Watch battery life that was causing the problem. Where they cho- they opted to pull it from the iPhone instead. So so this is good news. Can Can I ask you guys? Um, let me ask you guys' opinion on something. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm still on. Uh, Apple Watch Series Five. Is it worth it for me to go to the eight, the regular eight? I mean, I as I would love to go to the Ultra just because it's got a slightly bigger screen, and, and I'm like the Incredible Hulk when it comes to <laughs> my size. But I I guarantee you that I'm not going to spend eight hundred dollars on a watch that is potentially out of date in a year or two. Um, but would it, would it be worth it? I mean, would the additional features of the series eight, make it worth it versus a series five, you know, for me, that decision, uh, I had to go through the same decision, but for me it was four to eight instead of five to eight. And, uh, and even with a four, I still had to sit down and really look at the features and decide, are there features now that I want that uh, that aren't available on my current Apple Watch, and uh, and ultimately the answer was yes, and so I went ahead and did the update. Um, but still, it wasn't it it was not a no brainer. I I had to really look at it and decide if there was enough going on, um, which I guess is a testament to the quality of the Apple Watch because even with the Series Four, I was looking at a Series Eight and thinking. Mm, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. And, uh, yeah. And I think if I had a five, I, I would be in the same boat just yeah. trying to figure out are the features there that I need? Cause if you're thinking I'm going to do it because I want a faster watch That's, for, for yeah. practical purposes, you won't be able to tell the difference because you really, really want to have the larger screen in the smaller space. Okay, yes, that's a thing, but unless you're using uh, uh, features that push all the way out to the edge of the screen anyhow, you're probably not going to be able to tell a difference. Hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah, the screen's brighter in the sunlight. Okay, that's great. Um, You know, but you, you, you have the ECG feature already. 
Uh, you yeah. have fall detection already. Yep. Still updating. Nine, you have and I'm 62, so those things are important to me. Mm. Yeah. Old. Yeah. And I have the Series Old 7, guy. and I'm the Series 7, and I didn't see any compelling reason to upgrade this year. So I, 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 I held off, so... I yeah you know I'm I'm thinking I might hold off until the nine comes out but yeah. we'll see yeah absolutely if, if I find like a and some kind of amazing deal on a series eight then you know I might do it but otherwise I I don't think I'm going to spend full price yeah I think I saw them. I I think that's totally reasonable there's some deals but that's like fifty bucks it wasn't a huge deal mm, yeah that's not enough. Yeah. You know what? Watch watch for a deal on Amazon, and if you have an Amazon credit card, just keep banking up points, and use the deal and your points, and yep. chop that price way down. There you go. Well, I also have like seven eight hundred dollars in Apple Cash, so well, there's that too. Yeah, <laughs> and there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I use the crap out of my Apple card. No, oh, hey, it's worth it. It is. Um, Last last topic I wanted to hit uh, tonight is uh, is um, the Apple combining two Apple IDs. It's always been a pain point for me, and I found this article that was just uh, uh, released a couple weeks ago here um, that you can't combine two Apple IDs, and they're saying what still, but, and you still can't to this day, and you absolutely cannot. I mean, it, it, but there are some steps you can take uh, to uh, reduce the problems and confusion of having more than one. Um, you know. Uh, my problem was, I mean, it went back in the old days when we didn't have that option of family sharing and you didn't have the, the so, so I set up uh, an account that was the, my purchase account and I have a setup for my, you know, iCloud account. Um, mm-hmm. so it kept it separate. Like so, so many of us, so many of us. And then that's purchase account is shared by, by, by myself, by wife. And I'm sure others do that too. When they, they have, they have, uh, they're sharing it with their families, uh, because you don't want it to be, you, you didn't want it to be separate, but now I've had that that purchase account for what <laughs> 15 years because mm-hmm. it's an, every app I've ever purchased is on there. So why, why would I want to get rid of that account? Um, when I would lose all those apps that I've downloaded over the years. I mean, yeah, granted there's probably a lot of apps that are not there anymore, but I, maybe I need to start moving the purchase over and then kind of weeding down. I could possibly do that. That might be a good alternative. Um, and, uh, but, uh, but that that's one of the re- resolutions was is to put put everything on on family plan so technically my family doesn't need to have that account um, well they kind of do if I want to share apps but um so it, it's it, it really is a, a, a difficult thing here and there really is no effective one I've gone through some of the things that he talked about here and um you know that's what you got to decide is it uh, definitely go with family sharing if you have a family. Uh, that will help that that resolution I just talked about, um, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah, though, I don't think there's really anything else you really can do at this point. Um, and you're, you're like I said, Jeff, you're in the same boat, right? I mean, I don't, I just, I have four it. Apple IDs. Oh wow! So you're even worse than me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, but I'm doing what what you're doing. I have one Apple ID that's primary for all purchases, yeah. a second Apple ID that's primary for um, um, all of the, the data-related stuff. Right. And then I have the two other Apple IDs because of all the stupid reasons that come up along the way. Yeah, testing. I, have, I mean, I, have, I do have an alternate Apple ID that I use just for testing purposes. Like, I don't, if I'm using a device, I don't want to sign it onto my own account because it starts syncing everything. I'd like to experience it being a new, mm-hmm. new account. You could do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just like, and then, you know, if you the Apple one bundle, I want, I wanted that to be synced with my, my iCloud account because, and plus my iCloud account is also Mac.com, which I don't ever want to lose because I have that. I mean, who wants right. to lose your Mac.com email address, you know? Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching that account. Uh, so, uh, so I just use that as as the account for iCloud, and then the iCloud is shared with my family because I have the Apple One bundle, of course, and get the two uh, the two terabytes. So, um, so it seems to work out. Do you do you have multiple accounts, that guy, or are you smart and only have one? I had an account early on. Oh my God, what was it? Dot me. Yeah, that, I have that them all. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started and, with iTools or whatever the very first was. Yeah. yeah. And for the most part, it because iOS wasn't even a thing then, um, 
it was mostly other kinds of content. It was movies, it was TV shows, it was music. And I ended up having to abandon that account. And I I don't remember the circumstances behind it, but what I basically did was, it was mostly the music that I was concerned with. So I just converted everything into uh, MP3 and exported it and then re-imported it into my current Apple music account. Right. And, you know, I, I had all my, all my music again, all the stuff that I'd already purchased. Um, a lot of the TV shows and movies that I had in some of those old accounts, it wasn't really all that much, but it was enough to where I was kind of like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I did. And if it was stuff that I found that was really compelling or stuff I knew I was going to watch again, then I just hate to say it, bit the bullet and went ahead and repurchased it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to stick what we have and then just don't want to mess with it. It's work. It seems to be working. Honestly, Apple just, just merge them. Darn it. Just (laughs) merge them, please. Come on. This has been ongoing forever. 20 plus flipping years. He said almost with a bad word and you should just go ahead. Let us merge these old accounts together. At least as far as content goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but of course, there's the problem as well that Apple doesn't own the content. They're selling that content for copyright holders, yeah. and they can't necessarily just say, well, okay, we're going to move it from this account to that account because the copyright holders are going to want their their cut again. Right. And damn them, too. Uh, Tim McSweeney. Uh, who was the other person? Um <laughs> Special, special rungs of hell for all these people that we're talking mm-hmm. about this week. Yeah, uh, I think part of this is also uh, um, poor planning or design on Apple's part. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember when I first had to start dealing with dual accounts and uh, and I'm on the phone with Apple support and they're like, well, this whole system that you signed up for that's not compatible with anything we're doing now. So you have to create a second Apple ID. And uh, and now everything that's in this old account that's not compatible with anything that's new, you just lose it all and start over. And I'm like, well, but I've paid all this money for all this stuff. And they're like, well, okay, so... It's not compatible, but it's still compatible because all the stuff you have there, you still have, and you can still use it for buying and you can use it for everything else. And I'm like, then why is it not compatible? It's just not. And uh, and problems with that have cropped up along the way. Like at one point um, when Apple was doing a transition uh, with developer accounts for two-step versus two-factor authentication, I got locked out of my account because yeah. my uh, .Mac account is old enough that it didn't support what they're doing now. And they actually had to have engineers go in and do something with my account so it would still work with whatever the new stuff is that they're doing. And uh, so, yeah, so I have my old account. Then I have my other account that I had to make later on that Apple has had to jury rig to keep working. And, and I'm like, seriously, people? How how poorly designed is this? Where th- this is what we have to deal with in a in what for many people is a personal environment, but for a lot of us is a professional workspace. Yeah, yeah. All right. That, okay, so, I'm off my soapbox. No, I mean this. This was a good topic because I want people to just be aware of this again. It's 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 something that uh, it's it's, can't it's do difficult. It. Just can't do it, and uh, just kind of man- manage them as we suggested here. So. Um, Programming note for, for next week, we'll have one more show for the year end. And, uh, and then a uh, week after uh, that, uh, I'll be attending the Consumer Electronics Show, CES. Nice. Uh, the first week in uh, January. So um, Not we'll at all jealous. Take a, take a week off, and um, and then I'll bring bring all that great content to what happened at the show uh, that uh, the following week. So so we got the, one more show of the year left, but uh, I wish want to wish everybody a happy holidays and Merry Christmas and all that fun stuff. But uh, let's Chris go ahead. Chris on the Quansmas. Yes, like like you said. Um, yeah. 
So let's go ahead and uh, wrap up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is at feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, subscribe so you're notified when we are live stream, streaming, which is usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch and listen to past shows. Visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed are flipped right into the magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcasts, Air. Apple Podcasts and many others, but better yet, go to our website at intouchwithios.com where the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg. You can find me on Mastodon at mastodon.cloud at DaveG65 or Twitter at DaveG65. And um, guys, Cyril, thanks always for being here. Always great conversation. Work and sure, thank you. you. Oh, you can you. find me, uh, email address is guy at mymac.com you can find me uh, over on the Twitters, both Mac Parrot and Vert Shark, as well as over in Counter Social and Mastodon as Mac Parrot. Uh, I am Vert Shark over on the Tubes of You, where you can also like, share, subscribe to all the crazy stuff I put in there. And we have a Skype telephone number. By God, yes, we do. And it is one or plus one outside of the United States, 703-436-9501. Thank you. Skype. Oh, oh, yeah! If you if you Skype, you can take that one and that plus one and just throw it away. <laughs> oh, thanks for being a guy, uh, sure. Jeff. Great Jeff Gamut. Uh, thanks as always for being here. Where can people find you? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh stop it, um, Dave! It's always a blast to get hang out with you, yeah. and uh, I, I'm going to be living vicariously through you at the beginning of January when you're at CES. I do miss that show. Yeah. I, I had so much fun at CES. Never gone. Uh, it, it, it is so much fun. Uh, it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Um, Dave, when I'm not hanging out here with you on Thursdays, um, I'm probably hanging out with you and Guy <laughs> and Chuck on Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live, yep. and um, and then uh, Thursdays early in the day on the big show, and then Fridays early in the day with you, Dave, on uh, the Mac show, and then on the Context Machine because Brian Chaffin and I have teamed up again, and um, um, let's see socials. Jake Ammon on basically everything. Um, Mastodon for me seems to be hopping now. So Jay Gamut on Mastodon, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Google me. I'm easy to find. Great. And uh, thank you for listening again. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And hope you have uh, you got some great gifts uh, when you come back and listen to us next week. And, uh, and uh, we appreciate you being here. And, and, and we will talk again soon.